ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today, we are looking at Jesus' ministry in Galilee, and that will cover Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through chapter 9, verse 50. Many of these stories are covered by either Matthew or Mark or both. Sometimes there may be a line or two that's unique to Luke, and I will try and point out a few of those. Plus, I will especially look at the stories that are unique to Luke. There are some themes that make Luke stand out from the other Gospels. And as you read through Luke, keep your eye out for these things, such as the Gospel is for everybody, Jews, Gentiles, poor, and outcast. Two, women are seen favorably alongside Jesus. Three, God is faithful to his word and Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets. Four, Jesus is both the Son of God and the Son of Man, which is shown in Luke's genealogy, and he is fully man, and so he is empowered and guided by the Spirit of God. And as such, he is an example of how we are to live. Number five, prayer. Because Jesus is fully man, we see Jesus praying. We have already seen that Jesus prayed at his baptism, and we will see, as my New Testament notes read, prayer is the means by which God guides holy history. Number six, the Holy Spirit is present in and around Jesus's life. Number seven, there is joy, and we have joy because Jesus is the number eight liberator. He came to set the captives free. We left off yesterday with Jesus' baptism by John the Baptist, and then Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, led into the wilderness to be tempted. And now Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and began to teach in their synagogues. Jesus went into the synagogue of his hometown of Nazareth. One thing that's interesting to me is that there is no mention of his earthly family in this story. This is found in chapter 4, verses 16 through 30. The book of Isaiah was handed to Jesus, and he read from Isaiah chapter 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. He closed the book and said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. At first, the people were excited, but then Jesus pointed out that when Elijah was around, the Lord sent him to a Gentile woman of Sidon instead of to a Jewish woman for protection. And then when Elisha was around, it was a Gentile man, Naaman the Syrian, that the Lord brought to be cleansed of leprosy, not a Jewish man. Jesus was telling them that the Lord's plan was to save all people, and the Jews could not stand that. And what is unique in Luke is that it said that they were filled with rage, 
and tried to throw him off the cliff. But passing through their midst, Jesus went his way. Verse 30. In verses 31 through 37, Jesus came to Capernaum and taught in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Here there was a demon-possessed man, and the demons called Jesus the Holy One of God. Jesus healed him, and the people said, What is this message? For what authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. Word about Jesus spread. Verses 38 through 41, Jesus went to Simon Peter's home because his mother-in-law was sick with a high fever. The Lord rebuked the fever and it left her. Immediately she got up and waited on them. Word spread and people from all over with all kinds of sickness and diseases came to him. The demon shouted, you are the son of God. Jesus always commanded the demons to not speak because they knew who he was. Jesus healed all who came. The next morning, even though the people wanted him to stay, he refused and said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus left and kept on preaching. Chapter 5 begins with a unique story found in Luke. Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and there were fishermen who were cleaning their nets. He asked Simon to take him out away so that he could speak to the people. Being on the water helped the acoustics carry Jesus's words to the people. He told Simon to go out into the deep and let down his nets. Simon said they'd fished all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Verse 5. When they did, a huge quantity of fish entered the nets, and the nets began to break. They signaled their partners to come and help. When they came, there were so many fish in the boats that they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. The men were amazed, and Jesus said, Do not fear. From now on, you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left all and followed Jesus. Verses 12 through 16, Jesus healed a man with leprosy. He cried out, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and replied, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him. Jesus told him to go show himself to the priest so that he could be declared clean and he was not to tell anyone. But of course, he told everyone. Verse 16 reads, But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. The story of the paralytic where friends brought a man to Jesus, but it was so crowded that they had to make a hole in the roof and lowered him down to get to Jesus. This is found in verses 17 through 26. This is where Jesus told the man his sins are forgiven, which caused a great commotion because only God can forgive sin. Jesus then asked, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or to arise and walk? Then Jesus said, But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up 
and pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately he did, and he went home glorifying God. In verses 27 through 32, Jesus called Levi, also known as Matthew, the tax collector, to follow him. And he left everything behind, got up, and followed Jesus. Levi then gave a big party so his friends of other tax collectors and sinners could meet Jesus. And the religious leaders grumbled about Jesus, who ate with such people. Jesus responded, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Verses 33 through 39, the disciples of John asked Jesus about why they don't fast. And Jesus responded, while he is here, they do not need to fast, but there will be a time when his disciples will fast. He also told a parable about the new covenant versus the old. He compared it to putting a piece of new cloth on an old garment and how it doesn't work because it will tear because the materials don't match up. Then he shared it's like putting new wine in old wineskins, which is not a good idea either because the old wineskins are stretched out already. And when the new wine expands due to the fermentation, it will burst the old wineskins because they can't be stretched anymore. Jesus said, but new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. In chapter 6, we see the story of the disciples picking grain in the field on the Sabbath and the religious leaders criticized Jesus. He reminded them of King David and how he ate consecrated bread from the temple that was meant for the priest. And then Jesus said, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Verses 6 through 11, Jesus healed a man's withered hand on the Sabbath in the synagogue. Jesus asked the religious leaders, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to give life or to destroy it? They said nothing, but they were filled with rage after Jesus healed the man. Verses 12 through 16, Jesus went off to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And when morning came, Jesus called his 12 disciples. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. The rest of chapter 6 is like the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. This time Jesus is on the plain. Now there are different ways of interpreting this difference. Matthew placed Jesus on the mountain because he was representing Moses on the mountain when he received the first laws, and now Jesus on the mountain was giving a new covenant. Others think that Jesus spoke similar words in two different settings. Jesus' ministry was three years long, and he traveled many places, so it's not hard to believe that he spoke similar things in two different locations. I try to take a literal view to scripture unless it seems impossible to do so. In Jesus' teaching on the plain, we see those that followed the Lord are blessed and those that follow the ways of the world get a woe. We are taught the golden rule. 
Treat others the same way you want to be treated. Chapter 6, verse 31. We are to be merciful to others, for the Lord is merciful to us. We are reminded not to judge others, to give and to forgive. Verse 46 reads, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? The one who hears God's words and acts on them is like a house planted on a rock that will not shake. But the one who hears and does not do is like a house built on sand. When rough times come, the sand shifts and the house collapses. Chapter 7 verses 1 through 10 is the story of the Roman centurion who sent Jewish elders to come to Jesus and ask him to heal his slave. They told Jesus he was worthy of his request because he loved the nation of Israel and he helped build their synagogue. Jesus started heading his way and when close to the house, the centurion sent friends to speak to Jesus to tell him that he did not feel worthy to have Jesus enter his home. But if Jesus would just say the word, he knew his servant would be healed because he understood how authority worked and he knew that Jesus had the authority. Jesus marveled at this man and said, Not even in Israel have I found such great faith. Once the friends returned, the servant was healed. This is similar to Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, except in Matthew's view, the centurion came to Jesus. The next story is unique to Luke. Jesus was in a city called Nain. And he was with his disciples and there was a crowd of people and a funeral procession came by. The boy that was dead was the only son of a widow. Verse 13 reads, When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then Jesus went up and touched the coffin and they stopped. And Jesus said, Young man, I say to you, arise. The dead son arose and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus cares. Verses 18 through 35 is the story of John the Baptist sending his disciples to Jesus and to see if he is the expected one or are they to look for someone else. I always appreciated this story because we know that John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. But now that he's in prison, now that life has made an unexpected turn, even John the Baptist began to wonder, I've done that. How about you? Jesus told his disciples to go tell John what they have seen. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. This fulfills part of Isaiah 35 and chapter 61. Then Jesus praised John the Baptist. Verses 36 through 50 is like Matthew chapter 26 verses 6 through 13, Mark chapter 14 verses 3 through 9, and we'll learn John chapter 12 verses 1 through 8. Each is a bit different. Most people believe that this is the same story. I think Jesus was anointed twice because of the differences in the story. But Luke's is the most unique. 
Here, the woman is described as sinful, and she entered a Pharisee's house, and she brought an alabaster vial of perfume. She wept at Jesus' feet and anointed him with the perfume. The men looked down on her, but Jesus praised her, and he forgave her sins. Verse 50, Jesus said, And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In this story, there is no reference yet of Jesus's burial. Chapter 8 begins with other women who accompanied Jesus in his ministry. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, Susanna, and many others were contributing to their support out of their private means. In verses 4 through 8 of chapter 8, Jesus told the parable of the four soils. And then in verses 9 through 18, Jesus explained the parable. The seed that takes root is the good soil, and that is the one who hears the word, holds on to it, and bears fruit with perseverance. Then in verses 19 through 21, Jesus shared that his true family are those who hear the word of God and do it. Chapter 8 continues with Jesus calming the storm by rebuking the winds and the waves, and they stopped. The disciples wondered, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? Only God was able to do that. Jesus and his disciples had gone across the sea to Gentile country and Jesus met a man possessed by demons, so many that he was called legion. They called Jesus the son of the most high God. Jesus sent them into pigs, which rushed off a steep bank and drowned in the lake. The owners went into town and told the people what had happened and they came to Jesus and found the man clothed and in right mind and the people were fearful. They asked Jesus to leave. The man begged Jesus to go with him, but Jesus sent him away and said in verse 39, return to your house and describe what great things God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Do you see what Luke did there? Jesus told them to tell what God had done, and he told them what Jesus had done. He was showing that Jesus was God. Verses 40 through 56 is a sandwich story of Mark, where Jairus' 12-year-old daughter, who was sick, and Jesus on his way to heal her, a woman who had bled for 12 years, touched Jesus' garment, and she just knew that if she could touch his clothes, she could be healed. She was healed, and Jesus told her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Then word came to Jairus, Your daughter has died. But Jesus said, Do not be afraid any longer. Only believe, and she will be made well. They entered his home. Jesus took her hand and said, Child, arise. And it was so. Chapter 9, Jesus sent out 12 disciples in his power and authority to cast out demons, heal diseases, and to proclaim the kingdom of God. And they went. While gone, Herod killed John the Baptist. When the apostles returned, they gave an account of all that they had done. Verse 10, Jesus took the disciples away to Bethsaida. 
But the crowd followed, and Jesus fed all 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish, with 12 full baskets left over. Verses 18 through 20 start with, And it happened that while he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. He questioned them, Who do people say I am? Then verse 19, he asked, Who do you say I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. Verse 20. In verses 21 through 27, Jesus predicted his death for the first time to the disciples. We then have Jesus' transfiguration in verses 28 through 36 after he went on the mountain to pray. Jesus healed a demon-possessed boy in verses 27 through 43, which the disciples were unable to do. Verses 43 through 45, Jesus predicted his death a second time. Then the disciples argued on who was the greatest, verses 46 through 48. And Jesus compared them to a child and said, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For the one who is least among all of you, this is the one who is great. The time in Galilee ends with John the Apostle telling Jesus of someone else who was casting out demons in Jesus' name. And they tried to stop him because he did not follow them. But Jesus said, Do not hinder him, for he who is not against you is for you. I don't know about you ladies, but the thing that struck me with today's reading was how the people in Jesus' hometown were filled with rage, chapter 4, verse 28, and how the Pharisees were filled with rage because Jesus healed on the Sabbath, chapter 6, verse 11. And yet, at the beginning of chapter 4, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. I asked myself, what am I full of? Oddly enough, I feel sort of empty today. And then I was reminded of how many times Jesus prayed in this section. Prayer is a key part in walking in the Spirit. So what are you filled with? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If that doesn't define us today, and it didn't for me, Maybe we need to be like Jesus and spend more time in prayer. If you heard his voice today, please don't harden your hearts. Instead, let's be women who pray and obey. And thank you so very much for listening.